last time on Down Abbey. Uh, Edna Brethwaite blackmailed Tom Branson for marriage, alluding to a potential baby. She wasn't pregnant, and she's gone from the house. Edith finally hooked up with Gregson, and Anna kept her secret from Mr. Bates. We'll find out about the fallout of all that this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. Hello. Hey, we're, we're back. We're back. Back to doing the podcast. Back to episodes. Your regular scheduled programming. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, we're recording this before we record the Mixed Match Challenge episode. Mm-hmm. Due to scheduling conflicts over the next couple weeks, it's the holiday season. We're busy. A lot going on. So our special guest, Mr. Alec, who you've already heard by now, could only work with us after. Like, could only work with us in the evening. Mm-hmm. And we have plans, so we said, let's just do this episode first, and then knock that one out. So, yeah. congratulations to the winner of the whoever won. Yeah. We don't know yet, but as listeners, you do. Yeah, it's a shame we had to retire you, but you know, we wish you well. Yeah, we wish whoever you are. Yeah. We've had some great responses uh, recently. Um, so, circling back to the uh, other week, we had a debate as to whether Tom Branson slept with Edna Breathwaite or not. Um, it seemed pretty divided between our Facebook and Instagram. It seems like on Facebook... I don't think it was divided. It seemed like on Instagram, people said this. they, they were against Matthew having slept with her. Someone said, absolutely not. Someone, uh, um, Rhonda, Rhonda Ramjet said, absolutely not. Sasaretta96208 said, oh no, not her, yikes. Uh, that was a different response from what we got on Facebook from our uh, devoted listeners. Yeah, Facebook, they seem to be like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I went back and rewatched this. I don't recall seeing this the first time I watched the episode, but I don't have a changed opinion. I, like they show her going in the room asking if he's asleep, and she closes the door, and they don't follow up at at all. And then next week, when he's talking about what he can't remember that before, I still see the same reaction on her face of like, "Oh, he doesn't remember anything." I'm going to play this whole story. So I'm just going to err on the side of like, maybe they did something, but there's a strong chance they also didn't do something. Okay. Well, we got a an email from a listener, Donna. Okay. Hello, Donna. Hey, Donna. Thank you for the email. And she said uh, she was listening and wished that she could yell at us through her smartphone to correct a couple of things. Yell at us. Please. It's great that our fans are like... That angry at us. <laughs> I'm, getting, <laughs> they're I'm getting fired up at y'all. We're stirring their emotions. Uh, so... First of all, at the end of the episode, we see Edna Braithwaite sneak into Branson's room after everyone had gone to bed. She was looking right and left to make sure no one saw her, but she ducked into his room, and as you, this is pretty much stuff you just said, and heard her say something like, are you awake? Mm-hmm. That's how we, the audience, know that she actually seduced him. So she's basically saying, stating the facts, You're mm-hmm. impl- there's, I'm, I still think he did. Yeah. Uh, though, and so, though I am sure that under modern views of consent, he was too impaired to consent, so it was c- could be construed as uh, assault. He goes, I mean, there's also people who get drunk and then they just can't do anything and then they just fall asleep. So there's a strong chance that happens. Just saying. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And then she brings up Marie Stopes' Married Love. Oh, right. Which is the birth control book because I missed- which is not about. <laughs> 
yeah, so getting the, a mate. It's about birth control. Yeah, so the book that uh, Hughes found on Edna, I got that completely wrong. It was actually a book about raising a or birthing a child, not about marriage plots or seducing a person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so you, it's about contraception. I take a lot of notes during that episode. It's hard. So to, <laughs> regardless of whether or not she slept with him, yeah, she had the scheme was in place. Yeah, she had designs to get impregnated by him. And she did say, anyway, I really do enjoy the pod, so thanks for creating it. Well, thanks for listening and thanks for correcting us. Because as we said two weeks ago during that episode, we were both uh, very much so, or three weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, after that pod, you had just finished the marathon and I had just finished traveling into the New York and all of that chaos to see you in the marathon. Yeah. So we were both definitely a little impaired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the That second piece is, I guess, the more convincing thing where it's like, okay, she was looking to get pregnant, but I still don't know if she... I mean, if she's not pregnant, she didn't, she didn't get it done, so I guess maybe <laughs> well, she... Well, I don't know. If she's I, not pregnant, she didn't get it done. She didn't do it. You're a gynecologist, huh? <laughs> I need to stop talking. I clearly am not an expert in this field at all. Um, but anyways, thanks for the, the great responses. I really appreciated the, the honesty and the... And the, the feedback. Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So let's keep. Let's move onward, forward. Yeah. A month forward into May of 1922, season four, episode five. Yes. Uh, I ju- I just finished this watching this episode five minutes ago. Yeah, I watched it uh, this morning. Busy times. Busy times. Yeah, the, it's the holiday season. We <laughs> need to find some like non-Downton way to like celebrate Downton without having to watch an hour-long episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, we only have, what, two left until well, Christmas? we're going to drink wine before the end of the year. Yeah, hopefully but, it's not sold out. i got to get on that. Yeah, we need to get the Down Abbey wine. Maybe some uh, some stuff to pair it with. Some trivia or something like that? Some beer? Some, some games, yeah. Some Stone Cold Steve Austin beer? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, Bates and Anna start this episode off, and it's mm-hmm. still... He's uh, he's waiting for her every morning. He's very, he's really annoyed, but he's, he's very sweet, and he's playing it very well. I th- he's playing it very respectfully he's not losing his temper with her yeah 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 uh he, he's just very frustrated um she what was it she said i don't know why you wait for me he's like i need to <laughs> all right all right Bates. whatever floats your boat you know i mean he, i think he's just biding his time hoping she'll finally tell the truth to him mm-hmm. and, and especially given their relationship you'd think she would um but he just gets too frustrated with that. They kind of repeat the scene a couple times in the episode where he just keeps pushing it when she won't tell him. Yeah. Do we just talk about this whole thing now? Get it out of the way? Yeah. Break it down? Yeah. There's the part where uh, they are training Alfred for his test, which we will get to mm-hmm. later. And Anna walks in and it's like Bates and Jimmy and Ivy mm-hmm. and they're watching Daisy and Alfred cook. And Anna's like, Oh, I'm so uh, g- good luck, Alfred. And then Bates turns and says, Anna. <laughs> and then the gong rings. Yeah. And, and Anna it just turns around. It's like Bates is that kind of guy that, uh, granted, this is his wife. Yeah. But he's the guy that he's just like, every time there's a second of open air, he's like, let's talk about why you hate me. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> topic of conversation that, uh, that seems to be going on between them. He walks in the room and it's like, Alfred's preparing for his test, but why do you hate me? And you think about this, too. This is a month removed from the last episode, so there's been a month of him just asking her, why do you hate me? There should be like a golf clicker of how many times he says, Anna, what's going on? 
And then he later says, um, at least I know you'll be done before the gong or whatever when she has to go do something because the gong won't uh, excuse her this time. Yeah. Uh, but he finally, he, he figures out how to get the information. He, In the weirdest, silliest... Uh, he eavesdrops. Well, he he does eavesdrop on Hughes, who says, you got to tell Bates, like, stop bringing your man, like, dragging yeah. him through the mud like this. Yeah. So then he goes to Hughes. Mm-hmm. And he plays like the dumbest game and just wins in his first role. He says, I'm going to quit if you don't tell me what happens. Yeah. And she's like, we don't want you to quit. <laughs> Call the bluff. Yeah. Call the yeah, man's yeah. bluff is what I'm, I'm just, you really think. Because he gonna... goes to the door and then like immediately she's just like. <laughs> All right. I'll, fine, t- I'll, I'll, I'll tell, tell you. I'll tell you. But then he's like, he plays like chicken with her. Like, do you swear in your mother's life that you don't? Well, he, yeah. He's like, it was Mr. Green. He was being, he he was flirting Cause with she, her. Because like the, the 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 show cuts away before it shows what she tells him, and then it comes back to him visibly shaking with yeah, anger, like, like like knuckles on his chin, like. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but he wants she, to, she she won't tell him who did it, uh, and he makes her swear on his, her mother's grave that she doesn't know who did it, which is so just like man. Bates learned a thing or two in prison of how to get what he wants. All you got to do is one step of threatening somebody. Make them swear on their mother's grave. Yeah. One, and, but, and then he walks out and he's... There's a lot of like yeah. really sad Bates. Yeah, he walks out. He starts crying. Like so so sad to see him crying by himself. Mm-hmm. And then we get a training montage of him just doing push-ups and working <laughs> out and getting his gun ready. He's going to find this guy and kill him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that well, happens. Well, the, oh, the end of the episode, Anna's like... So Anna, he tells Anna that he he knows, and Anna is like so like you see this character just the the individual come back into into Anna, yeah. And it's, she's yeah. been uh, Joanne Froggett has been excellent playing this role, mm-hmm. and she just says like the whole reason that she's been like this is because she feels like this guy spoiled her for her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm um, it is trauma, but it's also the, this sense of you know what a wife should be for a husband and she says that uh mr green spoiled her and then mr Bates says he she is in fact unspoiled and holier mm-hmm. because of her suffering which is bizarre well i think it's just like he it shows her character how she's like really stood oh, strong through all no, this no 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 i understand yeah, yeah. exactly what it is but imagine saying like yeah hey i know you were raped but you're great for dealing with it you're better because of your the way you've. It's a weird way to talk. Well, it's about also it. a weird conversation to have. Like, it is. Oh yeah, it, that so, is true. It's a conversation that nobody ever wants. How to does have. Julian Fellows write that? Because I, I don't. He, he, yeah, <laughs> we don't know. I do like before he gives her that speech. So um, Bates says, "If it was the valet, he is a dead man." <laughs> Bong. <laughs> yeah um but anyways after he finally tells anna how much he loves her and reaffirms like they're solid as a rock he goes to hughes and he says nothing is over Mrs. oh no hughes is like i am so glad that you and mrs bates have put this behind you and he can move on and he says nothing is over and done with and then like ominous music starts playing and he says nothing is over nothing is done with <laughs> and then it cuts to black yeah 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 Cue up him doing more training and everything to go and find and hunt and take this man down. Yeah. Do, uh, do not cross he, uh, Bates. He will find and kill you. I mean, yeah. everything that Anna warned us about is actually true. It's like a yeah. movie trailer where, yeah. like, you know, you see someone like, you don't want to anger this man. He'll come after you. <laughs> and that's exactly what may happen. I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, know where you are. I cut off the old, old Liam Neeson block. Um, I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> 
Who is Bates? Is Bates writing that letter to someone? <laughs> He's on like the old timey phones. <laughs> a very particular set of skills. I can't walk fast, <laughs> but I can manage. <laughs> Um, and that's pretty much the storyline in a nutshell. Uh, I'm glad to see it moving forward because I feel like it's been like a couple weeks of this where it's really... Yeah, so we're getting somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So moving on, mm-hmm. we have a new, we have a couple new characters, but uh, the most important is Baxter. Is it Baxter or Backstrom or... Baxter. Baxter. Like, like Ron Burgundy's dog. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, she seems like a nice person. Yeah. She has a sewing so machine. So she's the one that Bar- Barrow was like... I have just the person, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, she's not old. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe she's older than Braithwaite, but she's not old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, th- I thought this was the entry point of Miss Danker. Oh. I am very off in my dot and timeline, but and we haven't met. Ms. We Danker have not. Yet. We met Miss yeah. Danker in the the turning of the screw, the turn of the screw. Right. But we have not met her here, yeah. and I am glad it's not Miss Danker because Baxter's a nice little surprise. Yeah, she's a she seems like the sweet person, but uh, uh, Barrow is. Very strange in that he's just kind of sending people her way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this sewing machine is like a huge deal. Yeah, it's electric. It's electric. Yeah, boogie woogie woogie. <laughs> That's exactly how people are reacting to seeing this thing. Um, so Patmore rips her uh, her gown or whatever. Um, Your smock. Her smock. Yeah, and takes it to her, and like Barrow suggests taking it to her to get it sewing, and she does it. And then Barrow's like, "You keep getting these favors." Hmm. Yeah, but it's all and part of his master plan. And she's she's like, "What do you want from me?" And he says, "Give me the dirt on the upstairs." Which is like, "Oh, this makes so much sense." He he lost his uh, inside contact with uh, with O'Brien, and now he's got another one. And he brings up him and O'Brien had a falling out. Yeah, and we don't know quite still what that falling out was exactly. They just didn't get along. Well, he was like kind of it trolling was the on slow, Alfred. Yeah, the slow heel turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we never had a big blowout between them two, which I wish we had. I feel like that's like a. Her like ladyship a, soap. There was that he, you know. Was that why he turned on her though? Because he no, wanted, no, no. That's not why he turned on her. No, because I feel like it's like a big, like almost like a wrestling thing where they play, they spend months building up to a storyline, then they just don't have the match. Yeah, uh, O'Brien was injured and pulled out of the match last minute. Yeah, and they so replaced we, her with Braithwaite because we saw O'Brien just like trying to sabotage uh, Thomas in season three, but we never saw like the big blow up on each other. Um, anyways. I mean, we did kind of see the yeah. stuff with uh, Alfred and Jimmy. Yeah, that was that was the uh, yeah, I guess so. That's true. So sinister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, she does not seem like a, a O'Brien type. She seems much more nicer. She even brought orange juice to Cora because it's an American thing to do. Yeah, and then Cora's like, "Wow." Yeah, and you see her like Very knocking back nice. that orange juice, like, "Good morning, Miss uh, Robert." Or and whatever. then he, uh, uh, Lord Grantham walks in and he says, uh, "You look jovial." Yeah, <laughs> drinking that OJ. That used to be me, like five years ago i love drinking orange juice in the morning and then i moved to new york and it was too expensive to drink orange juice and i stopped drinking it in the morning wonderful wonderful story (laughs) i miss orange juice is what i'm saying and i can understand why she appreciates it so much um anyways so we'll see where this goes with baxter uh she she does note that anna seems silent um (laughs) only said four words since she arrived and it's like oh that's like nice little shading on like you know Mm -hmm. how people view anna right now um We'll see what happens with her, though. Yeah. I like seeing her there. Uh, Alfred, though, we, we referenced it before, trying to make the, the money moves. He, he He's learning uh, how to cook in the, the kitchen. At the Ritz-Carlton, he's going to apply for or take mm-hmm. a test to see if he can be a cook at the Ritz-Carlton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
as soon as they say the storyline, it's like, I don't see him having a chance. This guy seems like a buffoon from what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Why can't he? Who thinks he can actually cook? Um, uh, he can, apparently. Daisy's helping him, and she says yeah. it's better than if she had done it with puff pastries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was stuffed with eggs. Eggs and egg cream or something like that. Mm-mm-mm. It looked good. And Alfred... Uh, he even served it to Robert and them upstairs, and they were like, very good. Very good at Alfred. Yeah, so he... <laughs> to which Carson's just like, get out of here, Alfred. You got your your, your your praise. Get out. So he goes and takes the test, and it's mm-hmm. there's this like music that we've never heard in Downton before of this test. Well, it's funny. Before he goes there, he's like, is there anything I need to know about London? And all I can think is like, this guy's going to get swallowed up living there. Like He is like a small fish in a big pond if he were to move A big, to small fish. Yeah, a tall, small <laughs> tall fish. Um but yeah, he's gonna be so lost. And, and then like they show like the the there's like a drill sergeant in there for like the cooking. Yeah, like test. a little French cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he tells him pretty quickly after he's like, "Oh, you don't have any experience with cooking or anything? Uh, we'll have uh, results for you pretty quickly." <laughs> and he gets the results, and he was like, "Not in the top four. It seems to go well, but not great." But then Jimmy suggests that like, "Oh, they probably tell it to everyone there. Like it went okay, but not great." But, but you get the feeling that Alfred is very good at this. Thing. Yeah, he's not a mess. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing is like you don't. It's not like some of these characters where you know they they lead you to believe one thing mm-hmm. to make it like Mosley playing cricket. Yeah, it's like no, he's actually competent in the in a you know his first go of it is uh, trying out for the Ritz. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, he yeah. should be proud of himself. I'm Alfred. Good job. How do you even like get into the application process for the Ritz? Like, what do you do to get that? Thing. Do you like mail them something in the mail? Like, hey, I baked this. Try it out, or what do you do? I don't know. <laughs> they probably say, "Here's their menu, and you're gonna cook." Yeah, yeah. Because I'm just saying, like, I could probably get that that test. Maybe if it was 1920s and I applied. I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll see. Mysteries of the world. Um. Anyways, controversially, Daisy is excited that Alfred didn't get the job. Yeah, because Alfred seems to be warming up to Daisy as they're like cooking together and. We all know the Jimmy and Ivy thing is its own little monster. So but I don't. I think it's again Daisy mistaking him warming up to her for him being in, into her. I think he just really appreciates her help, and it's just like we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. see. I don't know unless he gets a job. Um. Anyway, so in, in between that, since they're assuming that Alfred's going to be leaving eventually, uh, Carson has his own idea for how to to fix this. <laughs> yep. Mr. Mosley. Yep, the solution to everyone's problems. Call in Mr. Mosley. And Carson's like, this is a really good idea. And it's like, yeah, it is. Let's get him back. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. he brings him in. And mm-hmm. Mosley is like, no. This role's beneath me, which is fair. He's trained as a butler. He's, He's sh- like, oh, I'm trained as a valet. I mean a butler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. No, I I, I respect him like showing pride in his like work and not trying to settle for a job but he's also a little disrespectful to carson about the whole proposal well i mean to be fair it's just like what do you expect you're telling someone like you know you're just not fit for or there's just no senior roles what are you gonna do you know like he's laying tar he's delivering food yeah he's you know it's like if you got fired from your job as like uh uh architect or something mm -hmm. and then you're driving for uber and they bring you in and they're like hey we want to give you like a job in the firm that's much lower. Are you like, no. But I think back then it's different where like so much of your worth is tied to what your role is, you know? And so like, I feel like by taking a lower, lower, lower role, he's kind of just submitting himself to like less respectability, you know? Well, he, I mean, he's already 
And he's already a clown enough, you know. So I, can, I, th- I think there's the only way for uh, Molesley to go professionally is up from laying tar and delivering food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he he has not. Well, he thinks about it. He does think about oh, it. Oh yeah. And yeah. then he comes back with his, you know, he comes back swallowed his pride. Yep. And he says, you know what, my, my father is over it. You know, he makes it like this is a big issue. Yeah. And he comes back since Alfred didn't get the call. They don't need the position. And Mr. Carson even says, you know, if you had just said yes in that moment, I would have been stuck with you, but you didn't. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But I, there's even like a small chance or like even if he had agreed to the role in that time, I don't know if he would have been, they would have been stuck with him because they just wouldn't have the money. Hey, to, we'll never to know. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Mosley continues on with having a, a bad run. But it's one of those things that in the moment, the way that, that they laid out the scene was masterful. Yeah. Where... Carson, you know, like they're all around and everyone's saying like, well, you know, Alfred, good job. You not a, you don't always pass on your first go. You shouldn't be upset. And then Mosley walks in and you're like, <laughs> yeah, Mosley. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. No. Alfred's you're gonna not going to bad news. I think that covers most of the downstairs, right? Um, Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, no, there's a little uh, aside there where Cora tells Patmore that they're going to get a refrigerator. Oh, yeah. We, we are established in this episode i mean we already seen it with the mixer and stuff Patmore mm-hmm. doesn't like technology no she's boogie woogie she doesn't like the sewing machine we already know she doesn't like the electric mixer and yeah. she does not want anything to do with this yeah and Cora's like too bad we're gonna get it but we find out also that patmore is not okay with corsets because she's like can we get oh, rid of those yeah, that's a really it's <laughs> yeah i wrote that line down that was funny it cracked me up yeah yeah uh, wouldn't mind getting rid of my corset <laughs> but we can't really read Cora's response to that she's just like huh yeah, Cora's didn't seem all that fun in that moment. Yeah. I feel like she just wants a laugh out of her, and it's like, nope. Nope, nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's most of downstairs. Yeah. Do you want to go over to uh, the Dowager and yeah. M- Mr. Peg or whatever? The young bo- Peg. The young Peg. Rapper Young Peg. Yeah. Uh, who is a gardener. Uh, <laughs> this is a really in and out plot clarkson so goes weird. to isabel and says like i know this guy what's the relation mm. I, I, I didn't catch it yeah so this little boy who's like her boy he's like 17 <laughs> yeah, he's a kid yeah. and he, uh, she tells isabel to go to the dowager and get the dowager to hire him mm-hmm. so isabel goes to the dowager and the dowager's like you keep coming to me with these requests and you don't give me any time to like do the good thing before you want me to do another good thing mm-hmm. but i'll bring him on yeah so then she goes into the room. It's like a couple days later. This mm-hmm. guy started. Yeah. And what is missing? A, a knife. A Like a letter opener. A paper knife. knife. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and that's pretty much the story. She, she goes back to Isabel and Clarkson and says, I think this guy may have stolen a knife. And they're like, please just give him a chance. Yeah, you have no evidence. And that's the whole story. It's like, what is, going, what is this? Young Peg. Young Peg of all the names. <laughs> I was like... Man, that that could be a really good rapper name today, honestly. Like, Young Peg? Yeah, man. It's a woman's name. That's what I, Peg? But that was young, my grandma's name. Was she, did she ever go by Young Peg? Maybe when she was a kid, they called her Young Peg. Lil Peg? <laughs> Peg Leg? <Little> Peggy? <laughs> yeah. Peggy Sue? What a what a weird... I don't know where that story's going to go. I, it, really, seems, it seems so pointless. Yeah. It's just like, we got to give Isabel and Violet something to do. It's like they, they wrote the episode, then they realized they had nothing to do with the Dowager. And like, well, we need her in the episode to have some good lines. Mm-hmm. So they just put that in there. Uh, another minor storyline that really isn't touched upon, but is very important, is um, 
Edith hasn't gotten any letters. Uh, nope, she hasn't heard from her man. Nope, hasn't heard from Mr. Gregson. Uh, so she claims to go visit his office in London, mm-hmm. but we see she's going to visit a doctor. Uh-oh. And, uh, and then she's back at the house, so uh, who, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? You know, maybe she's pregnant, maybe she's not. Maybe she wasn't reading Married Love. She was not me reading Married Love. Definitely not if she wasn't aiming to get pregnant. So best wishes to her and trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So Mary finds out that old, our, our boy Tony Gillingham mm-hmm. is engaged to Mabel. Mabel what? Mabel May. Yeah. Yeah. And she has a bit of a tear in her eye when she yeah. hears that. She like walks away and there's like two scenes of her kind of uh, teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. And then they tell her, congratulations, Mary, you played yourself. Someone yeah. else. Like, again, they keep using that line this episode. Yeah, very, very interesting. And she suggests having a small party to make up for it. Yeah, for Robert's birthday. Oh, did you, they say that? I didn't yeah. catch that. They say, what are we going to do for Robert's birthday? Lady Rose, or Cousin Rose's scene, she walks in and she's like, oh, it's his birthday? And they're like, it's coming up. Let's have a party. <laughs> Let's Let's drink. have a party. Oh, stop with the singing. <laughs> uh, but you, you, guess who shows up? Evelyn. We all know Evelyn Napier. He's a man, and he was he's, uh, in a very the very important episode uh, three of season one. He was best friends of Kamal Pamuk. Yeah, and it's funny the music changed when he walks in when like he comes. She in. lights up. Oh yeah, and the music swells too. It's like you know Evelyn Napier. He's the friends of the guy who died there. You yeah. all know him. You remember him from three seasons ago. It's and like, and he's check IMDb he's like first. <laughs> what does he say? He wants to. He like wanted he she had been on his mind since the stuff with Matthew happened and she he kind of wanted to check in on her. You lovely to see you looking so lovely. Hmm. And she is yeah. beaming. Yeah. She is glowing. Yeah. Because of uh Mr. Napier. I'm sure it's just nice to see a, like a familiar face, you know. Yeah. Just pop and up. And she's nice to be flirted with when your boy is uh Getting married. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're the guy who proposed to you is engaged. And it seems like he has some insights on how to run a manor. Yeah, he's writing to. a story about failing manners. And he says, trust me, Downton's not one of them. Yeah. And they invite him to stay with his boss. Yeah. Who we'll, who we'll meet at some point. Yeah, yeah. I presume next episode will probably follow up quickly. Yeah. We yeah. didn't have Robert's party yet, so. Right. That's true. And she says, a couple of dinners is, is worth all the insight and information we can get from you. Yeah, and you're cool. Yeah, yeah. You know what's also interesting? This episode with Mary, we see uh, her with her daughter for I feel like the first time since yeah, like yeah. the first episode. I, I wrote that down. And um, Sibby too is there. Yeah, there's a fun little scene there. Yeah, they're playing together. What's well, uh, her son? Right, Lord Grantham, uh, future Lord Grantham. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's nice to see them two hanging out, you know, together, Branson and Mary, and then their kids and stuff. Um, and that ties into a, a bigger storyline. Uh, that kind of goes on is um, it kind of starts out a little small, but it, it kind of snowballs. Mr. Drew, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it starts with this thing where Mary and and uh, Branson are talking to Lord Grantham, and they say, "Hey, this guy who was a farmer and this on our property for the over a century died, or you mm-hmm. know, his family has been a farmer. Yeah. Do you want to go to the funeral?" And Lord Grantham's like, "Well, obviously I do." Yeah. And they show him at the funeral with this top hat, like. Oh, it's so high. The, the WB. Oh, yeah. W, he, WB Frog. Yeah, he looks like he belongs in a 1920s Broadway show, uh, Grantham. But he, yeah. so the and the guy's son walks up to him, Mr. Mr. Drew. Yeah, Mr. Drew. And he's like, I want to stay in my father's house. He's like grumblier than Bates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess it's, uh, 
what's been going on is his dad and they, I think he, he foreclosed on the property right Mary and uh, Branson told him that and they want to like farm the land themselves mm-hmm. but Mr. Drew was unaware that his dad wasn't pay- he that his dad had a debt mm-hmm. uh, which was news to Grantham and, I, and yeah so like Grantham's like well you know you can't keep this if you you didn't pay the money you know you have mm-hmm. you owe 50 pounds and the guy's like let me come talk to you about it tomorrow yeah. I'm at my father's funeral. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can mourn for a day and then talk business. Yeah. Lord Grantham straight up is like, I don't think it'll help you to this guy who's at his own father's funeral. I mean, what else <laughs> do you say in that situation? Like, yeah, maybe tomorrow. The guy's yeah. like, we've been working with you since the Napoleonic Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do respect that. But yeah. I don't think I'm going to help you. But continue mourning for your dead father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he meets him the next morning, and he changes his mind. Well, he Robert. hatches up a scheme to kind of keep down in his way a little bit. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll pay the debt off. and then, Discreetly. Yeah. And he doesn't want anyone finding out about it. Mm-hmm. And then he brings the idea to Mary and Tom, and it's like, this is, why don't we do this? Well, no, he doesn't tell them about the money. He no, he doesn't tell them about the money, but he tells them about the idea to keep him on as the independent farmer. Yeah. And then Branson's like, as a socialist, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like, uh, and, and then like Mary's kind of like caught off side, caught off guard by that. She's like, really? Like, we want to keep them in power? And he's like, yeah, I'm a farmer by trade. Yeah, uh, and a socialist. Socialist, yeah. And like, Robert's like, okay. And then cut to a scene later, and Robert just walks in the room as chipper as can be, like, Tom's socialism ensures it will go through. Ha-ha. He, like, chuckles to himself as he says this. He's a happy guy right now. Yeah. And it leads to, like, the most out-of-nowhere revelation of the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Where Branson says, I need to move to New York. Yeah, very strange. It's like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> it just seems so out of nowhere. Um, maybe to escape women like Edna? Maybe he doesn't want any part of that? <laughs> yeah, and he's, it's very off unsettling. Yeah, it's for like for no. And you, they say like, what if you went back to Ireland? And it's like he can't go back to Ireland. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's banned from there. He's, Very, he's a like, stateless man. Yeah, just one one quick sentence about wanting to leave. And he, so Branson thinks it would be easier to raise his daughter in New York. I okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's I, whatever. You live in a manner that's massive, I and think. like an uppity cab driver or uppity chauffeur or something. Is that what yeah. he says? Or an uppity farmer? Yeah, I I don't know about that. So anyways, they don't even really address the Mr. Drew stuff. It's like, I guess that, that's going to be okay. No, well, they wrap it up. Well, yeah, because they do it in a different scene later. Because like, mm-hmm. it yeah, starts yeah. on that tone, and then they just abandon that for the rest of the scene. Uh, of course, everyone in the house doesn't want to get rid of him because they feel like he's part of the family now. Oh, he is. And he definitely is. And he's, yeah, he does say that he, he feels less and less like he used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so so t- Tom and Mary are out with, um, with Mr. Drew. Mm-hmm. And then he, it, it's just them kind of walking around talking. And then he makes the comment, like, I'll make sure to pay off the rest of it as soon as I can. And they're like, huh? Huh? And he's like, the money that I owe. And they're like, oh, what? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. It's that Larry David. Da, 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 da. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's like Mary now knows what up. Like, her, her dad is going to do his own thing, trying to yeah, keep like, his okay. way. Okay. Okay. I, I see you, Robert. I see you. Uh, and yeah, we'll see how that plays out because there's a, just a, a little bit of uh, mistrust there between. Uh, well, I feel like they they're kind of like nodding and smiling, like you did good this time, Robert. Yeah, you done good. You got one over on us. Uh, yeah, it's the one time I feel like Robert's kind of succeeded at like doing things right, you know, doing the right thing morally and also just like 
I mean, it plays into his whole, like, not being a little irresponsible with his money, but it seems like his heart is in the right place, and it seems like it's the right move. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, honestly. It was a breezy 47 minutes. Yeah, it was very... um, It was indeed... Breezy is the right word. Like, it was not inconsequential, but it was very much so, like... Well, yeah, when you have, like, 10 minutes... It's transitional. Yeah, when you have 10 minutes of Violet and the Dowager going on about a gardener... About boy... Boy peg. Yeah, it's like... And when you have a scene that is unrelated to the rest of the episode regarding refrigerator, it's just like, you know... Yeah, they're they're just, you know, they got a few things they want to hit home on this episode, and it very much feels like an episode five, where it's the middle of the season, and they're just bridging to the second half of the season, for whatever mm-hmm, that may be. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we're going to see more Evelyn Napier, we're going to see more of Miss Baxter. Mr. Boy Peg? I don't know, but yeah, we're probably going to see more Young Peg, Lil Peg. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see about Is that. Is it Peg like Simon Peg? I didn't look. Usually oh, Amazon no. has, like, the x-ray. Yeah, yeah, it didn't have it didn't have um Boy Peg? Well no, there was no captions. I had the captions on for this episode and they weren't playing. And I was like, This is I'm missing a crucial part of the experience here. Boy Peg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, was there any quotes or anything from this episode? Uh, well, oh, we did there was one scene between Ivy and Jim, Jimmy that hinted hinted at them being like a little bit more serious because Ivy didn't appreciate Jimmy making fun of Alfred for being so lost in London. Mm-hmm. And uh and Jimmy's like, why? It's weird that he's been to London. He's like, I haven't been there. And then, like, Jimmy comes over and he's like, oh, I'm fervent about the... Was it... I don't know. He just says, like, I'm into you, pretty much. And, like, they're going to do something... Uh-oh. Something saucy later, I guess. We'll find out. Yeah, it seems like they're still they're still dating. Yeah, they're still, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, you want to get to these power rankings? Yeah, because there wasn't many... That many quotes, right? Oh, actually, there were, yeah. But I'm, I'm being dumb right now. I have a lot of... Like dowager quotes. Yeah. I wonder if your halo doesn't grow heavy, like wearing a, t- a tiara around the clock. That's about Isabel, right? Yep. Yep. So true. And uh, nobody cares about things as much as you do, says Violet about <laughs> Isabel. Because uh, she says, like, oh, you've been so anxious to have this guy start, the, as anxious as people, more anxious than people were ready to start World War One or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. The w- wars have been won with less fervor, yeah. is what she says. Yep. Um, and there's the part when Mr. Bates walks in to talk to Mrs. Hughes, mm-hmm. and he walks in and he says, uh, it's good of you to let me disturb you on your, this afternoon. And before she even says, like, hello, he's in, sitting down with the door closed. So he's not yeah. like, hi. How are you? He just like, hey, it's good of you to let me disturb you. And then he's in the room. Yeah, yeah. No waiting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other quotes. I need to know. <laughs> Tell me. Okay. Mr. Bates is incorrupt, or Mrs. Bates is incorruptible. Is the mm-hmm. one. It's it's true. It's true. That, that's what uh, Barrow says to Baxter. He's because he, she won't be his mole. I thought that was nice too. That like Thomas was not so down on Anna to her. You know, like I mean, I guess he's just playing uh, like playing like a role of like you know don't let her know that i hate everyone in here but i feel like there's some truth to that maybe uh yeah but let's get to the power rankings yeah who do you got on the bottom i got hughes at number three hughes on the bottom she had to swear on her mother's life to lie about not knowing yeah her mother's not here's like what are you doing this to me (laughs) yeah don't swear on my grave yeah and Hughes did it she did it all right that's fair yeah I got a, uh, I got Alfred. Okay, number three. He didn't get the job. Didn't get the job. You know, not looking great. Not looking terrible. All right. Simple. Yeah, yeah. Um, number two, I have Mr. Mosley. Okay. He he didn't get the job either. <laughs> uh, you know, he he 
stood up for himself and he played himself. So mm-hmm. there we go. I got Mr. Bates at number two. Really? Nothing is over. Okay. Nothing is done with. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. the then the it's the the end of WWE when like the the Chiron comes on. Oh the, yeah yeah the, the little like end of episode <laughs> text. Yeah yeah. That's oh it's not. You know, like I would say it's a positive, mm-hmm. but I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, the music seems menacing. Yeah. Uh, number one, uh, down I've Alfred. He didn't get the job, and he was seemed pretty let down by it. Mm-hmm. And now he's got to deal with Daisy being all about him, and I don't know if he's yet into her. It, okay. Alfred, get that job, man. I got Mosley at number one. Okay. Well, yeah, you don't like Mosley at all, so. I think he had an opportunity to humbly take a job, but he got hot-headed. Yeah. And he walked out, and then he came back and said, "Oh, my father! Oh, my father told me I can take this job." Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't need you anymore, well, Mr. Mosley. <laughs> you are best to leave now. Have you been working on your Carson impersonation? <laughs> it's getting too good. I, I think the fact that Carson even thought Mr. Mosley is a, is a good sign for him. So. Yeah, it is, but. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, Mr. Mosley. You have indeed played yourself <laughs> very well uh who's up for you at number three earl who <laughs> robert robert earl okay of grantham okay yeah he got what he wanted yeah he's playing slick they know it but they're fine with it for now it was i think it was good until he got caught out at the end like he almost made it to my up but he ain't because number three is daisy she gets to keep alfred around okay she was on my initial list but i changed she keeps it. her false hopes alive okay fine yeah <laughs> yeah ain't gonna happen all right. Yeah. I got Anna at number two. Really? Because in her mind, everything's hunky-dory. Yeah. She, as I said, you see the 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 pain and the suffering and the stress mm-hmm. like ease off of her as she tells Mr. Bates about yeah. you know, like as, as the confession comes out. And that's huge. Yeah. She still had a rough go. I, I couldn't give it because she still had to deal with so much roughness this episode, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I have Mr. Drew. He got, he got his uh, his land. You know, okay. Robert I, I have up. a feeling he's going to be like a background character, so I feel like he's a plot device. Welcome to the Power Rankings, Mr. Drew. You made Oops. it. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, I got Lady Mary. Okay. Real good. The you know, she she took she we thought she was going to take an L with, yeah. with killing him mm-hmm. Napier. Yeah. Boom. This this money move with Mr. Drew. She's making huge and and Robert. Mm-hmm. He's like. You will be the ones to deliver the news to Mr. Drew, and they do it gracefully. Marries, and she gets time with her baby. Yeah. Good week. It's a pretty good week. Uh, I have Bates at number one. He's got the power. He knows that he has the information to start out his investigation. Watch out. He's in power right now. Bates is back in full effect. He's going to be slamming some people up against the walls soon enough. Just watch. <laughs> I want like yeah. a black exploitation film with Bates. <laughs> with like. Just What's the, beating up jive turkeys and stuff? Oh like that. yeah, just beating people up. <laughs> Isaac Hayes playing in the background. That'd be Bates, fun. Like it's just Shaft, pretty yeah. much. He's called Bates. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. I, I, him, he just swings in on like a rope or whatever and just starts. No, he just he walks through like alleys at night. With that's his that's Bates. That is definitely people Bates. up. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I want to see that movie. Hopefully, that happens next week. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Uh, yeah, so you know, as always, like us on all the social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. The Lords of Grantham Lounge on Facebook is live. If you hop on, submit any amount on uh, Patreon. Yeah, not much. Yeah, 
We we appreciate it. Yeah, and, and you know, keep in touch. Happy holidays. Mm-hmm. Ta- uh, you know, if you have any fun Downton Christmas stuff that we didn't give away, or maybe we did give it away, yeah. uh, hit us up. Tag us. If you let have us any know. complaints about the mix match challenge or revisions, and, yeah, it, let us know. Let us know. We'll see you next time on the Lord's Grantham podcast. That'll do.